and welcome to the Spa Girls Podcast, <laughs> a self-publishing podcast for authors. You're in the right place for the best writing, marketing and publishing advice, plus interviews with industry experts and best-selling authors. I'm Cheryl Phipps. I'm Shah Barrett. I'm Wendy Valor. And I'm Trudy J. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Welcome. As you can see, we're already having fun. Yes, yeah. yes, lots of fun. I, I, I sneakily pressed record when Cheryl wasn't ready, which is why there's this like gap. Yeah. <laughs> and she was sneakily. catching up. <laughs> Sometimes Sorry. we get asked why were you guys laughing? So and we can never remember. So no. but well, since this is, you know, in the moment, that's why. Because yeah, truly surprises us. Someone usually pulls a face or someone pulls a face or someone says something, just before we go on to record. Yeah, and it's usually like, something boom. highly offensive. Yeah. And then yeah. Truly presses you before. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, anywho, um, no, it's just us today. Just us. But we've got That's a really right. cool. Yeah. We've got a cool topic. Yeah. I'm really excited about this topic. It's, it's mm. kind of an interesting one. It's fast decisions and big impact for authors. So, mm. uh, the idea of how how important it is to make decisions and how big of an impact it can have on your career to make maybe a fast decision, but. A, a good decision and mm. and how we or make a decision or even just a decision just making well, decisions we make de- we make decisions every day don't we like yeah, every we hour we, we're making a decision what we're going to do when we're going to do it all that sort of thing and your author career is no different but it can have more of an impact on your life can't it well yeah. more impact on your writing life yeah. if yeah. you don't make a decision in a timely way yeah. and I think it also if you're not a good decision maker um, and I'm not mm. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just terrible. Like my mum used to say, I go into the shop, I'll put three things aside, choose one of those three because there were 17 of them and I just, mm. I can't do it. So it's tough. It's a tough thing to then turn around, run your own business and make decisions. Mm. Yeah. Real tough. And, it, and, and it's vital, right? Yeah. And I'd just like to say, bearing in mind how successful Wendy is, it's <laughs> not the end of the world that you struggle to make a decision. No, no really, it's yeah. not. But maybe we can help you. Um, to facilitate doing it uh, in, a, in a quicker, maybe a better way, more yeah. timely fashion. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I think I think for me with decision making, there's an element of fear around it, like mm-hmm. um, oh, yes. it, an element of like I want to make the right decision, and yeah. this was something I had to really work on because it mm-hmm. stalled me. Like I sat there analyzing and thinking and figuring out and researching, trying to find the right decision. And and what I realized in the end is that I just making a decision sometimes it takes mm. you forward. And then it might not be the exact right decision, but then you can kind of uh correct course correct to try and mm. find, you know, move but at least it's a step forward. Like so that's why I think it, for me anyway, at the base of everything, it's so important to be able to make a decision is that mm. actually it's moving you forward and, yeah. and mm. everything we want to do is um, move forward. We don't really want to be going backwards, you know. It's well, not, it's, a, yeah. it's a place of um, almost less stress when you're not making a decision, even though it's stressful not to make a decision, but the, it's more uh, like the safety zone kind of thing mm. because you're not moving forward, but you're also not moving backward. You're just staying still yeah. kind of in that sort of frozen and I think state. And being in limbo <laughs> is, is, is not... A good place for anybody to be because mm-hmm. you can just get sucked down to into that that um well of of like oh I'm bad at this I'm useless I'm mm-hmm. you know all the names we call ourselves I'm so stupid because <laughs> I don't understand mm-hmm. and you know I don't know what to do but actually that's just being human that's yeah. just you know it's not it doesn't it doesn't speak about your character 
that just may be one side of it that you need a little work to do a little work on. I think also, I think something for me is often I haven't made a decision, I've ignored it and think, and it's come back and bitten me. You know, and, oh, and sure. that that happens constantly, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. You'll go, you'll you'll remember, and you'll go. If I'd have only decided one way or the other, this would not have happened. Mm-hmm. And and not making a decision is a decision. Like this is yeah, exactly. this is something yeah, that I that's like, true. You true. see, in other like, other people, I nearly never do this clearly for myself. But that's no, <laughs> so our resident um, overthinker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but you, but it is a choice. Like you, you yeah. say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make a move because I don't know what's. But that mm. that's like a decision to stay in the same place, mm. and that's that's not a good decision. Um, there's a quote, and I don't know where. I think it might be some kind of proverb, but it's hard choices, easy life easy choices, hard life. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're talking about now. It's kind of like you make the hard choice in the short term to to have an easy Ease. life in the in the longer term versus making easy choices, i.e. not making a decision or going the what what seems easier in the short term mm-hmm. and actually yeah. in the longer term it makes it harder for you. Yeah. Um and I for me something that that comes to mind is like weight loss, right? Like all your weight. Mm-hmm. And you make the Hard choice to try and eat healthier and not eat chocolate. <laughs> someone, you know, someone else eats chocolate, not me. No, not you, not really chocolate. none of us. No, none of us <laughs> eat chocolate. Um, versus, you know, um, you don't eat the chocolate, so you get an easier life because you've got a better weight and you're healthier or whatever. And then easy choice in the short term is to use the chocolate for a um, stress mechanism. But um, mm. So I've heard, again, I don't you know, really do that myself. Not, not us. Um, yeah, it makes it harder know. in the long term, right? Like So yeah. So that's, I mean, and, uh, just using weight loss as an example, because in my mind it's easier to kind of see how that works mm. clearly, but it works for us in our business um, stuff too, right? Like our right. But again, mm. we know what's right for us. Mm. What yeah. do we do? Like, we don't choose that path. No. <laughs> like, it's, like it's, don't you know, put off today what you can do today, do today. and yeah. that that is true for the most part right yeah. but if something is more urgent then that's what you do today yeah I, for me it, it's not something that I live by or anything like that but it, it is something that I believe in because if it's sitting there waiting for me I'm worrying about it I'm yeah. thinking about it and that right. all that time thinking about it could be used in doing it yeah. or thinking about something else yeah and which I can do if I deal with it yeah that's right 100% and while you haven't made a decision about it it's affecting every other decision you're yeah. making because yeah, it's there yeah. and it's in the back of your head and it's mm. it's like I haven't dealt with that I haven't dealt with that I haven't mm. dealt with that but that's okay but it's mm. not because no. it's changing what you're doing and how you're mm. feeling emotionally. Yeah, it's a mm. low-level you know? hum that you have to, yeah. the stress yeah. that is there with you all the time, and it's lowering your capacity for other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, mm-hmm. um, And when you live with someone who's a just-do, it's hard, you know, like if the people around you are I just, just ask my husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, my husband's a just-doer. He doesn't put things <laughs> off, and I'm just like, wow. Yeah, which is cool. ironic because I I think of you as a, you as a just doer yeah. with me, and I I'm a just doer in my work life because I yeah. had to be. But that was a very early conscious decision. Yeah, yeah. Yes. on my part, a decision. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a very early conscious decision uh, that I made to be like that because yeah. I realized very early on that if I did not take charge of that, it was never going to happen. Um, my life, and you again, wanted it so badly. Yeah, and so, on the other yeah. hand, my life totally different. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. that's a really good point. So, let's talk about that yeah. for a little bit. 
the idea of making decisions and then sticking to it in your author career, mm. right? So mm. um, when you decided early on to be a doer rather than a overthinker, for example, mm. like someone yeah. else, no no names, <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I mean, because I think some of the decisions we have to make in our author career around boundaries, and that's kind of a boundary in my mind, like like when he's like, I'm not available for procrastination or sitting around overthinking or whatever. And there's other decisions. Oh, I don't make. think I didn't do that, but I, I, I learned very early to make it. If I had a decision to make, I, I sort of broke it down in my head, what I had to do and where I had to go. And I gave myself a time frame. I'm massive on time frames. Like I'll, if I have a decision to make that is to do with my career, I'll look at my watch and go, it's 9.27 today. By 10 o'clock today, I have to have that decision made. Mm. So time I've frames. always done that. It's like time frame, which is a boundary, right? It's, a, it's absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not huge at writing notes and diarising things like Cher and Shah and and Trudels are, are big at that. For me, it's it's if I want to get this off my plate, I'm going to give myself half an hour to think about it at that Ooh, time I, like I make that. that decision. That's a great point. It's, yeah. it, 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 and then I tell you what, it's actually a relief. Yeah. Quite often, I will set a timer and I'll go when that timer goes on, the decision's made. Yeah. You know. Um, because I can procrastinate and I know I can procrastinate. Mm. So I can go, I can give myself a hundred reasons why I'm not going to do that. Mm. And, you know, five reasons why I should. Mm. So that's why the decision's made. And bang, it's, bang, it's bang, quite it's interesting how you can do that too. It's like it's we, we faff around and we procrastinate over a decision. But actually at the end of the day, it's just make a decision and move mm. forward. And, what, and then it's the relief of having that decision and you can move forward in whatever way you need to like it's often yeah we think that but if you're i think the right i think you have to we're creatives right we don't need blocks mm. to stop us writing <laughs> so true we so don't need stop blocks to stop us writing and for me to write i have to have a very clear head mm. you know like we all do right we all do yeah. but so if you've got 15 things in your head that you've put off because you haven't made that decision that's going to stop you writing because mm. mm. yeah. we write and some mental thing and how it flows and that so uh, if you can take away some of the barriers of that by saying, well, that's, you know, I've made decided on that yes or no, or I've decided on that, yes. for better or worse, your choice to mm. make it, your decision, it stands with you, but the writing mm. will flow better if your mind is clearer. And that's yeah. pretty much always worked for me. It's how mm. it goes. No, exactly. Not in life. Absolutely it's true. Yeah. I think that's very true. <laughs> so if and you I'd walk, just like um, to point out, though, that Wendy's not saying it, she's making the right decision. She's no. making a decision. A decision. Yes. And I think yeah. it's about that forward momentum. And then it is. should there be a, a different decision further down the track, she'll make that again. But it's about actually picking picking a, picking a lane or making yeah. you know, I think and having someone in your life that, can if, if you if it's really tough decision to make that will go here's the two choices make them right, so I've got a husband yeah. like that I yeah. had Shah for a while I got I got mm. Sophie uh, my daughter and so I'll say to them hey I'm really struggling with this and they'll go okay what's your choices and then we'll knock them out and bang and done so yeah. if you are getting to that stage where you can't make that choice find someone who'll help you I've got you guys mm. quite often I'll just mm. run something yeah. against you guys yeah, yeah. you know um, and that's I think that's vital too if you're and, and I think it's not about asking somebody to tell you what to do no it's just asking for opinions because often somebody can see something i mean we do it to each other don't you're we? too we close look at each yeah. Other. you're yeah you can't see it because you've already formed an impression of how mm. things are going to look or how things can impact on you but somebody else could say but you know actually if you did it this way this could be the outcome yeah you know yeah. and there's no guarantees but yeah 
Do you find that when you do that, though, um, Cheryl, it's like you say to someone, oh, um, I, I, give me two options. What are the two things? And make a decision. Tell me which one to do. And then I say, do do option A. And you're like, oh, but I don't I really want to do that. <laughs> I want option B. It's like you kind of needed someone to sort of say yeah. this one. And then you go, then you kind of, it clarifies to you which one you actually wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's uh, about a thing of self-belief, isn't it? Trusting in your gut feeling about something. You, you, you're pretty sure that this is the way that you should do it, but, but you saw this other thing and you thought, well, what if? Mm-hmm. I, but, you know, you've, like you say, you'd already made the decision, really. Yeah. I think some yeah. head, head, head experts would be saying about now that it digs deeper and there's yeah. something going on in the way we've got to, you know, why it's are we like this? Issue. And, right. yeah. It's a trust exactly. issue. You don't trust mm-hmm. yourself. If you're not, yeah. if you're not yeah. comfortable or, or able to make decisions, it's a trust issue, I think. Like you don't trust that you're going to to make the right decision, and that mm. that's you're scared of it, and you're worried about it, and mm. yeah, and there's work to be. It's not the decision that you need to worry about. It's like looking into maybe a little bit of why you not trust yourself, and like look mm. at yeah, trying to get back into the intuition and trusting your gut, as she mm. said. I think right? sometimes sometimes it's lack of experience though as well, oh, yeah. and so therefore you don't have that level of trust yet. Because you don't you don't know all the things you don't know what you don't know so you so you're reliant on other people and yeah. that's okay because it's it's a form of testing isn't it yeah. somebody's somebody's ideas that you could put into play for something that you're doing is ever only ever going to be a test it's not necessarily the right way but you had to make a decision and that's kind of an informed decision yeah. if you somebody that you trust or admire or is is writing in the same genre in the same way as you, then that's a good a good place to start, isn't it, for, mm-hmm. for advice that they can't give you or, you know, you're not close enough to them to get from them, but maybe yeah. you've seen it on a forum or wherever, that's okay. Yeah. I think, and, and that would be, you, you, you make that decision and then you um, you see how it works for you. Like that's that mm. kind of iteration thing again. It's mm. like you make a decision, do something, and if it's not quite right, you iterate it. You you change it until it's something better, and then yeah. you make you mm. go forward again. And so, yeah. and that's and if you're not experienced enough to know the quote marks right decision, um, and uh, then that's the only way you're going to be able to mm. figure it out. If you know what yeah. I mean, like sitting still and worrying and not making any decisions and not moving forward is not going to get you where you want to go. Like mm. that is not. 100% not mm-hmm. going to get you where you want to go. And research is huge. Like we should all be doing research on covers and tropes and genres and all that sort of thing before we choose. We should do that. But we shouldn't do it to the extent of not moving yeah. forward. Yeah, exactly. It's, Overcomplicating. Yeah. Serious overcomplicators, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. I've never really been someone who reads a lot of how-tos or anything like that. But the times that I do, I'm just like... Well, that made that wow. I don't know what to do now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So for me, a little knowledge is a good thing. Yeah, Yeah. for me, yeah. That's how. How if I overcomplicate it by learning too Mm. much, taking on too much, then (laughs) damn learning. Yeah, don't want want no education. No, but what I'm saying is, there's you can read three books on one thing, you know, and then each each of those books is different. I mean, different take on it. Mm. How long have we been podcasting? And we probably changed our view on a lot of things over the years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think there has to come at some stage you can mm. learn, but there has to come that onus on you to go, okay, I'm backing myself and going for well, it. Well, I think going back to, so as a number one, like 
Trudy and I definitely fit this profile where you've got the high in the strengths, you've got the high learner, high input, high intellection, which is a, just a recipe for disaster. For us, I think there's a lot of comfort in, in learning. Mm-hmm. Um, as in comfort that it's a it's a tool to get towards a decision. The problem is that you can end up in that spiral, you know, of of over researching. And I'm going back to what you said before, Wendy, where you literally said a timer. I mean, we would have to have a day timer, probably not an hour timer. Yeah, I'd give myself a week. But I think you know, I think that technique of giving yourself a date is is a really good one. You know, I, I do. I really do. Um, well it's no different from putting a project in at school or handing in an assignment or whatever. It's like, okay, the date is this is the date this decision's made. Pre-order. Exactly. And it's a clear it's a clarity thing. You know, the next day you, your mind is clear. It's mm. an interesting one because um, I know you're going to It makes you want to break out in a rash. There are it? some people that are motivated by external deadlines and there are yes. some mo- people motivated by internal deadlines. And for those of us externally externally <laughs> driven, like I never handed in a project late, like I was always before time or whatever. But if it was my own t- timeline – the timeline could be yeah. endless. Yeah. So I think it's know thyself again. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need as another tool as somebody to give you <laughs> apply a deadline to you. So okay, mm-hmm. Sharon, you have to, you know, make a decision on this by 20, 29th of next month. Mm-hmm. And then they Well, I'm happy up. to do that for you too. You just tell me and I'll Yeah, be no, honest. no, I know. It's, <laughs> it's the heck out of me. So um, do it, Wendy, do it. <laughs> and there's, there's some people for whom that is literally like um they we we, we my daughter was diagnosed with, with dyslexia last year and one of the things the the person said when we were dealing with that is that for Zoe um having a deadline will completely block her, not a deadline like a, a timing a ticking clock will literally mm-hmm. make all the information she knows fall out of her head and she won't be able to access it it's like a like if she's in a test and there's a there's a, a very short set amount of time to do something she might know everything that she needs to know. She might be brilliant at whatever the topic is, but she won't be able to tell you anything because of the ticking clock. And that's just something about how her brain works. And and so I'm, yeah, I guess what Shah's saying and and yeah, it's just like know yourself, right? And so yeah. the ticking mm-hmm. clock is going to make it harder for you. But I do mm-hmm. think at the end of it, making a decision is going to be something that like we're all been saying, it clears your brain. It clears that mm. you're not making decisions is just going to leave you all fuzzy and not clear. So making decisions is the. But the is, more you research, the more you want to research, like Shah said, I think the more mm. you learn, the more you oh, want to yeah. learn. No, and, and you'll get to that point and then you've got to go to that point and then you've got to go right and then you've got to keep going and going and going. And I think. Mm. That all boils down to the fact that you're looking for the right decision. Exactly. Time. Every time, and you're not backing yeah. yourself mm. to make the decision. You guys have got more knowledge in your brains, you two and three, and than <laughs> anyone I know on this industry. You know, you really do. If, if, if I asked you a question tomorrow, you'd answer it. Mm. Uh, so, yes, I hear that. Don't, okay, this is such a shark comment. It's not a but, it's an and. And that research when Trudy was talking before about the self-confidence thing mm, that builds yeah. that is actually pennies to build the self-confidence thing yeah, as well totally um, so it is again it's just it's there's no right or wrong here and as you can no. tell we're all very different yeah. um that's cool that's you know cool. and like I would, I would 
and lean right, into yeah. learning. I'd look at um, no, if right. the strengths don't jive, um, then uh, Gretchen Rubin's um, tendencies is quite an interesting scaffolding or framework to think about how you approach decisions and particularly with deadlines and motivation, um, as in motivation to make a decision. But, you know, it's I, I think it's always easier from a, coming from a place of plus 50 years on this uh on this rock that you can look back at, at decisions you've made as a younger person uh, whether it's in work or personal life and yeah it, I think in some ways you, it's easier as you get older because you mm. know kind of when you start to spiral and when you don't yeah so yeah I think also it's learning not to regret a decision uh, you know, for me, if I That's make a, a decision, if I make a decision and I'm like in my head, I'm like, okay, this is done. I've done it. If it doesn't work, then I've made that decision. I have to back myself mm. up. I'll deal with what happens. Yeah. And I think that's something you have to also get on board with. Mm, and I would absolutely. say a lot of the procrastinating and the research and that is, is to form that is, would be that you don't like the failure of the decision. And I get that, you know, Very I think much. that's, yeah. Think so for me, self-protection. yeah, I've had many decisions that have come in bad, but Bottom line is, to, I've had to there's, make an, there's an assumption as part of that that everyone, um, the, the people who are successful, for example, only ever make the right decisions. Yeah, and and then you get True. someone like you need to look at someone like Richard Branson, and he started any number of companies, more than just the ones that are visible and and do well and and whatever. Like he is, um, you know, you hear him talking. He's like, there's there's multiple things that have gone wrong, but some that have gone right, and that's all you need. It's a kind of yeah. numbers game. And it's like, like my father was a very successful businessman, and he had any number of small businesses mm-hmm. that he invested in and did stuff with that just flopped. And it wasn't mm-hmm. anything a, a reflection on him or anything like that. He mm-hmm. and it's same for us as authors. It's like if you make a decision, you do something, you're a part of something, and it doesn't quite work not a reflection on you it doesn't make yeah. you a bad person it's just something you've learned and you can move on and you'll you'll know and, differently next and, time right like and they say you have to fail to succeed right mm-hmm. even all the big guns like Brooke Castillo and people yeah. like that they all say mm-hmm. you have to fail to succeed mm-hmm. it's it's taking that failure and learning from it and then mm-hmm. making the next step and, yeah. and sometimes it really hurts and sometimes you really do mess it up yeah, absolutely. You know, you can you can choose, uh, you know, a different way of publishing, whether it's you know, beyond wide versus exclusive. But just let's pluck that out of the pluck that out of the air. You make a call one way, and maybe it costs you lots and lots of money, which is really mm-hmm. painful. Not least of all when you're trying to pay <laughs> pay accounts or bills yeah, through yeah. your writing life. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's a really important point to reiterate, truly, about like it, so. I've been involved in business all my life, different um, businesses, and it is so true. With a, any successful entrepreneur, there is a chain of fail failures before mm. that one thing that they hit. Absolutely, mm. yeah. Um, and and same goes for authors, right? Like, sorry, mm-hmm. Cher. Like, yeah. You know, you think about the number of times that this person is like. Um, they talk about this one, um, the the successful out of the gate. It's like their first book, and they've suddenly become a bestseller. And then you look behind it, and you go, "Well, actually, that's that person's fifteenth uh, book, and it's not their first mm. book." And it's you know they've been writing under a different pen name for the last twenty years, or so. you know, mm. there's other stuff, there's other things that are there. Very often, that it's, yeah, very. And often. they might they might try a different pen name, and it's a flop. Mm-hmm. But they did everything. With this, oh, or, or, at, or a book, a series, yeah, and, and the last one went gangbusters, and this one is a flop. Yeah. But yeah, 
you know, I've had authors on, right, that say, yeah. look, I've had this amazing series and mm. I'm trying to replicate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, so don't let um, the share, like, the, I think, I think, to me, the, the kind of the, the rate, the fake pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is that it's the surety of the right decision. And mm. I don't think there is mm. anything the such magic a sure, pill. A sure mm. fire. I've got this weak quote here that I, I, I think is quite, it's kind of quite deep, I think. What is the difference between a bad decision and a wrong decision? Because you kind of think they're both the same thing, right? Mm. But a wrong decision is one that the person believed would be successful, but it turned out not to be. It had good intent behind it. Mm. A bad decision is one that was never a solution that could work. It might have had good intent also, but just was not a good idea. And I think mm. sometimes, you know, something comes to you and you've seen somebody else do it and you know that you don't write like them. You know that your books don't fit that genre and yet you're going to follow them. You're going to put that same cover up or something like that. And that wasn't a good idea even though you wanted the same success, it wasn't a good idea. And you you would have done research, you would have seen that that was so, and yet you did it anyway. You know what I mean? Things like mm. that. It's not mm. just something like that, but I think often we, we jump into something so quickly, which is the complete opposite of um, making a quick decision or making a fast decision that you've given some thought. Or it could be also in terms of how that person approaches their work, like whether mm. it's a rapid release strategy, whether they're mm. releasing a, I don't know, say a shorter book every two weeks or a month, and that's just a pace that you know won't make you happy or mm. that is sustainable for you, but you've seen their success and you want to do that. That's I think really, that's also yeah. another one. I actually issue. think that comes down, I'm, I'm the mindset queen today, but that feels like a, a, um, a sort of a fearful um mm -hmm. energy around those bad decisions that you're talking about yeah. it's like um i know that i can't write that fast but i'm going to try the rapid release thing yeah i know yeah. that this cover is completely wrong for my book yeah. but that author's done really well with that cover yeah. and it's like the, yeah. the, you can feel the energy yeah. around that like that's just like I, i'm going to put this pre-order up and for for two months yet it takes me four months to write a book yeah <laughs> yeah like, never gonna work. <laughs> never gonna so work. Don't do it. Like what? I think yeah. it could so be a fear, but it also could be just magical thinking. And I'm a subscriber yeah. to that in a lot of ways. You know, I think that something's gonna take me half the time that it ever does. Yeah. You know, I think we're a lot of us are bad at predicting how long it takes, mm. and you end up end up a little bit of magical thinking that the planets are all gonna align. In that two yeah. months, and I'm mm. going to have no mm. outside influences, and my body's going to be great, and my, you know, my back's not going to be screaming at me, and it's just going to be I'm going to be in the zone. You know, yeah. a lot of it is kind of wishful or magical thinking. Well. Well, having, belief, <laughs> having belief is a huge thing. I think belief is one thing, bit. right? But, but yeah, <laughs> you've got to, you've got to sort of couch reality. Reality is another no, reality. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, 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 we yeah. don't live in the real world most of the time. Well, that's it. And I do think, as Wendy said before, we are creative creatures, and I think we can we can create this a wonderful <laughs> image in our heads, right? About yeah. the perfect situation. Go. Dreams. No, you can't. Don't. So She's got her hand up again. Kind of, She's doing that this, finger waving thing. This takes me back to the thing that I started off this whole discussion with, which was boundaries. And uh -huh. I and I and for me, boundaries say, I know how long it takes me to write a book because I've. I've seen it happen and I know that it takes four months and I know the genre that I'm writing in because I, this is the genre that I love and this is where I want to be. Or I know that I want to 
genre hop, whatever. I mean, mm. but you know, I know that I'm writing for this audience, or I know mm. why I'm writing, and it's to, to bring joy, or mm. to make money, or to win awards, mm. or whatever it is. Like it doesn't matter. But those are your boundaries. And so when you're looking at a deadline and saying two months, I reckon I can do it, and then but you know, as part of your kind of Mm. your career or whatever your your boundaries that it takes you four months to write a book and you you kind of that helps you write and you've already made the decision that you will allow yourself four months to write a book or whatever Mm. it is then you have those boundaries to help you make those just other you know like help to keep you on track Mm. the the decision Mm. is already made we talked about that I don't Mm. know if we talked about it on the thing but the decision make the decision early at Mm. the beginning in the start, like make the decision at the beginning of the year exactly what you're going to write that year. And then when you when something sparkly comes along, you kind of go, no, actually, I'm just going to stick to the decision I've already yourself. made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, back yourself. Yeah. Doubts, doubts, doubts don't help. So no, those decisions. Know, they say doubts kill more dreams than failure ever will. There you go. Nice. Ooh, someone yeah. said that. I don't yeah, know say that needs to be on a shirt. No, I think someone's <laughs> already said that. I just can't remember who. <laughs> so just, <laughs> We've got a lot of non unnamed quotes in today's episode. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, all those yeah, people yeah, that we are not mentioning. We do. Um, no. But it's, just, it's okay. Yeah, and and I think so. That, so what are we going to do? How do we make decisions? What are some of the ways? I was going to say. Make... I think we should get onto some practical. So Wendy's mm-hmm. talked about her timer, which I think is jolly brilliant. Mm-hmm. So Cheryl, how do you approach decision making with your writing career? Well, you have to see what fits. So if if I say the decision is about how many books I'm going to write in the year, and I'm starting at the beginning, and I didn't know in December, which wouldn't happen, but I I look at the time frame, I look at how long it's going to take, I look at my series and see where I need to go next. To be honest, I've usually done that the year before and put up some pre-orders. Um, but again, it's, it's decisions that I've made to make sure that the next year is kind of, it's not set in stone, nothing set in stone, but I know where I'm going. I know what I have to do, not, not even on a particular day, but to get there in four months, then these things have to happen, have to happen every month. I'm going to have to have a cover. I'm going to have to book an editor. I'm going to have to make sure I've given my reviewers and my beta readers all time to do it before that date of the pre-order or if I haven't got a pre-order, when I want it to go up. Because for me, not knowing that, my book that takes me four months could very easily take me a year. And that's something I learned about myself right at the beginning of my career. The longer time I have, the longer time it takes. Yeah, Simple as that. That's knowing myself, but it's also questioning myself to know that this is my process, this is the timeline for me. And I think, Wendy, you'd be the same, wouldn't you? Mm. You have Absolutely. to know these things about yourself. Well, you do, and I think that that process can change mm. and it can evolve with you, but there are yeah. certain things you always have to have set in stone. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that, yeah, faster, perhaps. And it's, it all comes down to knowing thyself, you know, mm. like, and that is I can write a book within a month. Mm. I can write a book mm. within a two month. I can write a book within six months. I can write a book within a year. Mm. You know, mm. once you've got that nailed in, you know, then you yeah. can work out the rest. Yeah. And it can and change. You, that, yeah. How long it takes you to write a book can change over time. Some books but, flow, right? And some yeah. books are like waiting knee deep through oatmeal with molasses poured over your head and a chain. Well, well, life and can get in the way. Yeah. Sick parents, sick family members, little children. Life gets in the way. Visitors, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
you just you have to you have to take it on the chin sometimes and it's still worth it it's it's annoying and frustrating but it's still worth it and it's still and then, like you have that decision that you made originally mm. and and there are ways to, you know you keep on there as long mm. as you practically can but if something mm-hmm. knocks you off then you just make another decision to yeah mm. and you that's know? another thing though I think a very important point is that when the decision derails mm-hmm. you have to yeah. have the ability to get yourself back on track mm-hmm. and re- readjust I think that's hugely important mm-hmm. and we've all had that because life just does mm-hmm. get in the way I mean none of us live in a monastery um and 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 and, and have no outside influence we've all got mm-hmm. children or grandchildren or pets or elderly parents, parents. <laughs> yeah so so what I'm trying to say there is don't beat yourself up over that make your goals and and drive towards them but there's a yeah. very very you know there's a chance that those will derail you can have a wee tantrum you just can't let it go on and on on. (laughs) so is that so when you're making decisions here is there something like are you thinking what's best for you are you thinking Mm -hmm. what's best for my career are you thinking you know what what's the what's the underarching kind of i i think for me um at this time in my life it's all about um uh making sure that i am financially viable as a as a company, if you like, as a business. Um, so that's very important to me. And the, then whatever I do within those parameters has to be good for my career because, you know, it's all based on what I need to earn is what I need to write. And if I have the time, I can do that and make those things flow. And I think having a good flow like that, or a good reason, a good reason for writing you know, because if you if you're not treating it as a career, then you've got other reasons for writing, mm. and that's fine too. Yeah. So, but all of that impacts on on the questions you ask yourself. The answers all impact on how you go forward. So, so I want to I want to mention the witchy books, right? Because I remember mm-hmm. when you first mentioned the witchy books to us, and you did it mm-hmm. because you could be a part of a um a box just to clarify this is cheryl writing witchy books they're cozy mystery paranormal yes. books yeah. with witches in them anyway yeah. and um and and we all call kind of like oh is that the right decision share because you know mm. that's all your other cozies they don't because they're doing right do they, <laughs> they don't cross over and you know yeah. you know i'm not really sure yeah. and then those books have turned out really really well for you yeah. right yeah. Like so, yep. so sometimes yep. you make a decision that's just you just want to do it, right? Like, and it's not necessarily the the decision yeah. that's maybe the most practical necessarily, but yeah. it does turn out really, really well. And yeah. the same goes for Wendy. Want well, actually, this is not quite the same. But Wendy put the Sinclair and Ravens up, or wanted to put them up, but she kept making that decision not to because it was. Again, made I think Shah made that decision. Well, you know, but she followed it, right? Like she followed the decision. She let Shah make that decision for As her. So if I could influence Wendy in any way, you come can. on. But, but then those books turned out to be really, really awesome. I don't so, want to talk yeah. about that series anymore. Yeah, no, okay, we're just going to. No, no. Sometimes, sometimes decisions aren't the most like not you. You sit there and weigh it up, and whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to do it, right? Like sometimes you just put them up, and it's the way it goes. And I it think, works out. I, yeah, and I think if you if you understand that it might not work and you still want to forge ahead with it, that's fine too, as long as you understand and accept the consequences. It's all good. It's all good. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Especially so. if you're back, you've got to back yourself. Mm, yeah. You know? And you, you like we always say, and we'll say it again, you have to fail to succeed. And it doesn't mean you're gonna fail. Mm. But 
you got to back yourself. You know, I, I've made some decisions that have really turned out horrible. But but fail to succeed just means that you have to keep trying, right? Yeah. Like, and it's sometimes you fail, sometimes you won't. But it doesn't yeah. like don't sit there yeah. afraid to do anything and afraid of failure because. And you you speak to most people that are top in their game, right? Yeah. Anyone that's top in their game, and I'm talking sportsmen or whatever, they're all not afraid of failure. Yeah. And And here's the thing about about trying new things, which I do love to do, and I try not to do it to the detriment of my career, but I've I've been in a box set with somebody that was running it that was not – had no scruples. Yeah. I've been in a box set where I got um, my uh, USA Today best-selling author, yeah. and I went into a box set to to launch a, um, a subgenre, which I love. I you know I I just really really love it, and it's turning out that I'm get, getting pre-orders for a book that's not even written yet in that series mm. because people love it. Mm. So you know it's it's roundabouts yeah. and all the cliches. It's you know. So you yeah. can have a little bit of magic just by having faith in yourself. And I just had a good feeling about some things. And yeah. other things were just a case of trying out, trying them out. Yeah. 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 That's exactly right. Okay, All of that. so Trudy, what's your decision-making protocol? I'm not sure anyone really needs to follow my decision-making protocols <laughs> because they're all a bit loop-de-loo. I'm sure people um, have them, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I make decisions based on what I want to do, what feels right, what I like mm. the sound of. Um, mm. And and I do that now because I had this, I, when I'm talking about the right versus wrong dichotomy, that was me. Like that was me sitting there over-researching, over, you know, doing everything too much, overthinking, trying to make decisions and not really, go, not really making forward movement. And so for me, it's just, mm. so we've, um, so I used to be able to stay to a deadline. I used to be able to set a deadline and fit to it and it was all good. And now I completely can't do that anymore. And I I don't know what the hell happened to me, but oh I swore. Um, but it's just I, I'm not that great at it um, anymore. She swore. I know, <laughs> shivers. Um and so for me now, what we've been doing in the spa is been getting up early and writing at from six AM and or six thirty-ish. Um and getting words out and for me that's been really good so sort of almost my decision is to kind of let go of too much of the worry about not Mm. making the deadlines and just to write and to get the words Mm. down and then I make the deadlines but it's not because I'm like sitting there stressing about the deadlines so it's Mm. um and I think I always used to be able to make deadlines much more easily because they were much shorter pieces of writing and so because Mm. books are so much bigger anyway so um that's also another example of making decisions because you and Wendy and I made that decision for different reasons, really. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's to get the words down, right? Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. that's what it's for. But, you know, like Wendy and I, I mean, I'm sure Wendy's the same as me, wanting to speed up the process. Yeah. 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 I hear the buzz of my phone in the morning and I'm like, Blake, shut up, Trudy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, does that mean I have to get up? And yeah. she's like, yes, that's what that means. I'm like, bugger. Okay. And I'm actually really loving it. Like we yeah. haven't been doing it like maybe maybe a three three four. Life has gone got this week, but yeah. And this this week. morning, last night, I went to bed too late. I didn't get up properly early this morning, and I felt like crap. Like I mm. honestly feel so she much better again, when I uh, was crap. It's funny anyway. Whatever. Um, I honestly feel better now when I get up earlier. And, yeah. and my, 
you know, yeah, like but the I point mean, of it all is we've made a decision, a conscious yeah, decision, yeah, and it's sorry. made our life easier. Yeah. Um, because we're getting our words done early instead of having to stretch them out. I, you know, we all have deadlines. I write X amount of words a day, and if I don't get them done, I'm still yeah. writing at night. Yeah. So yeah. now I get them done. Yeah. And that and just leaves more yeah. writing or, mm. or more admin or more. Yeah. Which I think actually also points to another really good support structure for decision making, which is as as a community. So absolutely accountability mm. in a community. Yeah. It just helps you kind of mm. go with those decisions. Can yeah. I just share a couple of my decisions? Uh, what about yes. go, say, go, Chuck, go decisions? So um so I'm big on the woo. I'm probably the wooiest person here in this mm-hmm. group. Mm-hmm. But I've also been a business all my life, pretty much. And so I think there's actually market-driven decisions and heart-driven decisions. And sometimes they're separate. Sometimes they're together, but sometimes they're Mm -hmm. separate. And so when I talk about my own personal decision-making around writing, it's not market-driven because... I'm not using writing as a as a full time income. So it's Mm. for me, it's it's a a journey of self self development. Really, Um, don't get me wrong. I love it and I love the business, but this isn't going to be my main source of income, and I know that. So I think the decisions that I can make are, are different to somebody that was would come to me and say, you know, I need a you know X Y Z amount of income. That, that to me makes a very different yeah. decisions around their writing are very different and in fact to me it also makes it easier because I think the decisions are clearer around that so there's there's my challenge I don't know I think um, that's about knowing your why right like if your why is very much that's what I've written monetary, down yeah, yeah I think what's driving you I think mm. that's really important to know what's mm. driving you I um, mean it can be both you can be wanting to write the books of your heart and make money that's fine but mm. that's actually uh, that it's almost like having two masters that you have to please. I think it's mm. easier to, to get it down to one. Mm. Um, and I also think reducing the amount of decisions, as Cheryl's already said, we're making hundreds of decisions every day. Like, mm. you know, there's a reason that a lot of people wear the same clothes every day and all of that kind of stuff. It's to reduce the amount of decision-making you do because you get decision, like, the same type, decision like fatigue, Steve right? Jobs with his uh, yeah. Overload, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fatigue is one thing. But I, for me too, I, and we've had her on the podcast, Sarah Cannon, and she talks about quarterly planning. You have your overarching goals for the year. But I think for me, making decisions on a quarterly basis is a lot easier because you know that, okay, I've made a decision to do X, Y, Z for my writing, or this is what I'm writing this quarter. And it, 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 it narrows down the field, if you like, of options in mm-hmm. terms of what, the decisions you have to make to do to to reach that goal for that month or yeah. reach those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm going to get into the woo stuff. So I've just said all that and now I, I sound like a disgusting capitalist, which I am. But I'm what also woo-woo. about capitalism? Why do we have to be so <laughs> mean go about down capitalism? that track, um, <laughs> the, But I'm also very much about um, life is short and you've got to do what brings you joy as well you know mm-hmm. and I think we can particularly as women that we we try and please all the things or society or whatever by writing at this or by not writing that you know and I think it's really important to kind of do what what actually brings you joy as well mm-hmm. um, and I you know whether it's 
uh, meditation or it's pendulum or it's different or using cards tarot or whatever to help you make decisions I think use whatever tools you have that resonate with you those things definitely resonate mm-hmm. for me and I'm a big believer in science as well so I see I've gone from market to <laughs> signs but I absolutely believe in it and um, I think it's it's just and to me all those things are just about um going you're not talking about street signs are you you're talking about no, signs from I, the universe yeah it, it will sound crazy if i um tell you but like there are signs um you know you might be thinking about am i going to write vampires versus angel romance and i guarantee that the next time you're out driving you're going to see trucks with the word angel delivery mm. on them or things like that this, oh, this, that sort of thing right. like okay yep. you know the confirmation bias maybe but I also believe that those things that you notice it's not the thing it's what your heart is directing it's wanting to notice shall we say mm, yep, yep so now I've probably completely confused everybody that's like buying a new car it. and you're aware of all the other cars that are you that are the same as yours on the road very much yeah. and sometimes but you can't articulate what it whether no. it's that car or another car you want and suddenly mm. the one that you're seeing all the time maybe is the one you actually do want that's exactly and, what happens right and maybe it's the same with writing as well you know and I think if you're writing something and you're not enjoying it, I think that's a sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I also think you're in the middle. You're in the middle, and it's the evil bit in the middle where it takes forever. And yeah, like, yeah, that's different. But if you, if yeah, you constantly are writing a book and not enjoying it, then but I think we've also established that there's so many different mindsets mm. towards. There is towards. so many different ways, and I think it's okay, just like with writing <laughs> process, it's to try different decision making processes out too. Mm. You know. Mm. Yeah. Um, one that we yeah. haven't mentioned and we, or we kind of did vaguely in the beginning was fast decision making. And I don't know mm. about you guys, but I will often find that I'll, there'll be something that I need to decide about. And then in, there'll be a, the, a quick intuition kind of thing where it's, yes, yeah. do this. And then I'm like, yeah. oh no, I better, I yeah. better do the mm. research and I better figure it out. And then I spend like half an hour trying to figure out the best option, not half an yeah. hour, like more like three weeks. And then the end, I make the decision that I kind of knew instinctively right at the very beginning yeah. was the right but one. But you didn't and, back yourself to But I didn't back there. myself. So yeah. so sometimes making that fast, quick decision with the and I sometimes Definitely. and I and I have since I've started being paying more attention to it, I'll make that fast decision. I'll I'll go I'll go with the thing that immediately pops into my head and it works out. Like I've yeah. I've not had a situation where I went, damn, I wish I didn't do that thing. Like it doesn't work like that. So, I think, again, setting a framework, like Wendy said about the timer. I know we're coming up against our own time here, but Wendy said that set the timer. And another one that I've I've used a lot, and I think it works really, really well, and it can seem really harsh, but just go with it. You write down the three options or maybe the three things that you're thinking of. You know, I'm going to write, what am I going to write next? I'm going to write blah, blah, blah. Um, then you have to cut one of those out. So you've now got down to two. Mm-hmm. Then you cut another one out so it, it kind of gives you it's a framework to get you to the decision point mm. um mm. and i think that's what we need like you said before trudy we need boundaries we need boundaries around our brains or you can just make the decision just saying well now that's what i'm saying though so for you you can make a decision but for a lot of us we actually yeah. need some no, way I get it. I get of it. cutting that down and maybe like has that way because she gives herself a time frame. Exactly. And that's her, that's yeah. her way to make the decision, mm. and that works for her. Mm. And it, but yeah, I, I will say, works, again, right? I'm not like that. I'm not like that in life. Like, no, no, that's true. Yeah. 
But I also think um, the last thing we should touch on, really, is what you do um, with the results of that decision, you know, how you cope with it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, very important that you deal with it in a mature way, which is not always easy, if it didn't go right. I mean, obviously, if it went well, well, you know, let's have balloons and parties. That's great. But if it didn't go well, then you need to know why it didn't go well. You know, and deal with it. And deal with yeah. it. And, and not move take on it from it. Make yeah. the decision not to yeah. dwell. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make it yeah. mean something about you. It was just a decision yeah. that you made. And the next, you know, you have the opportunity to make another decision. And yeah. And mm. um, yeah. And there will be no blankets pulling over heads. And don't yeah. don't make chocolate. Don't make no decision. Like don't make three decisions. Do you know what I like? I mean, yeah. make a decision. Make the one decision and then move on with that decision. Don't try and mm-hmm. hedge your bets and do all the decisions and all mm-hmm. the things at the same time because that's not going to work either. Like no, pick no. a lane, stick in it, and that'll be yeah. yeah. Yep. That's good. Perfect. All right. Have you got any genius last words? Anyone? Yes, got some? I have. I think okay. you should make the decision to subscribe to the Spy Girls podcast on Very your good. favorite podcast app or um, also our YouTube channel. If you haven't yeah. subscribed, we would nice. hugely appreciate it if you did that. And thank you so much to those people that are leaving reviews on your podcast apps. We've been just so heartened by your words. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And just um, thank you so much to those that share them and groups and things that share about the Spy Girls podcast. We feel that we've been here longer than the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. but there are Amy. new people coming in and finding us all the time. So if you could share the newsletter, if you get it um, with a friend or in a writing group, if somebody says, "Hey, I want," you know, we're here, we're free, you know, Do eight it. years plus. Eight years, my lord. Done, done like that. <laughs> we appreciate your decision to do that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> And on behalf of Decisions Made Everywhere in the world, um, I'd like to say thank you <laughs> to everyone for listening to this, another episode of the Spy Girls podcast. Um, we'll be back again next week at the same time. But for now, farewell. Well, Bye. 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 Bye.